Praise God. Good morning, everyone. It's another day. Thank, thank God for life. We thank God for eternal life. We thank God for for the privilege to serve in the gospel. And then today, still on um, the episode, I want us to look at um, something. Um, I want to build on something leading to this same um, subject of focus. Alright, 1 John chapter 3, 1 John chapter 3, 1 John chapter 3, 1 John chapter 3. 1st John chapter 3, 1st John chapter 3, verse um, 14. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. He who does not love his brother abides in death. And um, we can't separate this death from the darkness we saw yesterday. Um, but we cannot just um, start building from here. We have to actually look at the entire um, pretexts. Then we come down to this particular text. So we're not going to rush it, we're going to build um, gradually and you just set your heart that we are still trying to clear, bring much more clarity to our love walk with one another. Praise God. So let's go back to John, 1 John chapter 2 and I'd like to see verse 28. And now little children abide in him that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. You know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. What does it mean to practice righteousness? Now, chapter 3, verse 1. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Chapter 2, verse 29. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. Or better still, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is his child. Oh, glory to Jesus. Then 3 verse 1 now says it all. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Therefore the world does not know us because he did not know him. So, if practicing righteousness is how we become born of Him, then 
3 verse 1 now tells us, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. So, we became children of God by His love, by His love which He lavished on us. And we know pretty well that this love was lavished on us on the cross. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten so that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. That we should become children of God. So it would imply that whatsoever we did upon the revelation of His love to us is our practice in righteousness. So, how could we become children of God? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That speaks of His death. That whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. In other words, the belief in death is our practice in righteousness. We'll see that clearly. Beloved, we now, we are children of God. See, there's no such a thing as um, is, um, one being a true child of God or not. If you have believed in the gospel of Jesus, you are a child of God. You are a child of God. Nothing changes that. He said, now we are children of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For he shall, we shall see him as he is. It has not yet been revealed what we shall be. You see, this is speaking of our immortality. But we know that when he is when he is revealed, when he appears, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. So you see that the revelation of Jesus, or what we call the second coming of Jesus, is actually the manifestation of the sons. So the revelation of Jesus, or the second coming of Jesus per se, is actually our immortality. So even though now that it has not been revealed how our immortality should be, but we know, we know, we are aware that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. We shall be like him. So we see that we shall have the same glorious body that Jesus had upon resurrection. Oh, that is beautiful. This is the hope of salvation. And everyone who has this hope, did you see that? Everyone who has this hope, this hope of what? This hope of being like him when he is revealed. Of being like him when he is revealed, purifies himself just as he is pure. Who is pure? The risen Christ. The risen Christ. The risen Christ. You purify yourself. You purify yourself. You, you consecrate yourself. You sanctify yourself. You see, your consecration, your sanctification is not to attain your immortality. Rather, your sanctification, your consecration is because you have a assurance of immortality. So, whatsoever we are doing in expression of the nature of God in us is not to attain what he has already perfected in his son for us. Rather, it is to express that nature of him in us. Praise God. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure 
whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness and sin is lawlessness whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness and sin is lawlessness and you know that he was manifested to take away our sins and in him there is no sin whoever and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness and sin is lawlessness it will imply that whosoever does not purify himself let us take it contextually you see that also commits lawlessness and sin is lawlessness because the word purified then has to do with consecration sanctification you separate yourself from things that are not of his nature so you know that whosoever commits sin also commits lawlessness so you not consecrating yourself or separating yourself from the things that are not of his nature is actually lawlessness and you see this lawlessness and you know that he was manifested to take away our sins and in him there is no sin and we are in him so if in him there is no sin and we are in him we live our lives from him in him there is no sin in such manner our disposition should actually follow whoever abides in him does not sin Whoever abides in him does not sin. We are going to look at what the sin is. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. That cannot be said of us. That cannot be said of us. Because we have seen him. Yes, we have seen him. We know him. Because he is in us. Oh, glory to Jesus. So, this is why we must define what sin is this. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. So, what would be this sin? What would be the sin? He who abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. You see that? And we have seen that the practice of righteousness is actually actually faith in the gospel. So, let us take it again this way. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who has faith in the gospel is righteous, just as he is righteous. Praise God. He's righteous. He has become, he now has the nature of God in his spirit. Oh God, thank you Lord Jesus. Just as he also has. You see, so you now, you now see that when you say whoever abides in him does not sin. It is whoever does not abide in him does not practice righteousness, um, does not does not practice unrighteousness. That whoever abides in him does not does not what word will I use there? Should I say does not have unbelief towards the gospel. Does not have unbelief in the gospel. 
does not have unbelief in the in the in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because you see, once you have believed, you have believed. Once you have believed, you have believed. You cannot unbelieve your belief. Because your believing was how the Holy Ghost came to endure you, and He cannot leave. He cannot leave. That is an eternal indwelling. He cannot leave. Under those, he cannot leave. So you see that this is strong. This is strong. See, whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. So whoever does not believe in the gospel has not seen him. Has not seen him nor known him. You see that? So the believer cannot be this one. See, listen, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous. And we have seen from the pretext what practicing righteousness is. Just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. You see, you see why context is key. Remember 2.29. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. So, everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. Now, three, behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. You see, you see that we are children of God. We are of God. We are of God. So, the ones who are of God cannot sin. That means the ones who are of God don't practice righteousness. We don't actually um, have unbelief towards the gospel, towards the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see that? You see that? He who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. From the beginning, he has rebelled against this message. He has rebelled against this message. For this purpose, the Son of Man was manifested that he might destroy the works of what? Of the devil. He might destroy the works of the devil. That is, that is, that is some belief in the hearts of men. And this he did by shining his light in the hearts of men. Glory to Jesus. So, verse 9. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. I, I, I will see the emphasis again. What is the context? The, the sin in context is practicing unrighteousness or unbelief in the gospel. See, he who has been born of God does not sin. For his seed remains in him. Oh, glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. This is a knowing. This is a knowing. This is a knowing. The man who has the life of God in him cannot have unbelief towards the dead burial and resurrection of Jesus. This is what this text is saying about is saying here. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him. And he cannot sin because he has been born of God. He has been born of God. We are of God. He does not, he cannot sin. He cannot. He cannot have unbelief. In fact, what is implied here is that he cannot come out to say that he does not have eternal life. Oh, glory to Jesus. He cannot say that he does not have the Spirit of God in him. Even those who don't believe that salvation is eternal, they still, they still, they still believe that they have eternal life. 
they still believe that they have the, the Holy Ghost in them. They still believe that they are children of God. So you see that this thing is so strong. Praise God. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him. And he cannot sin because he has been born of God. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. He who is born of flesh is flesh. He who is born of, 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 of the Spirit is what? Is spirit. This is salvation. This is salvation. He who is born of, of the flesh is flesh. That's in John 3, 6. And who is born of the Spirit is spirit. To be born of the Spirit is to be born of a seed. Yeah. That seed is, 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 is the word, is the spirit. They are not in supreme. They are the same. They are the same. You've been born of the word. You see, Peter said that you have been born not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed. The word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. You are born of the word, which liveth and abideth forever. That's the spirit in you. It abided forever. You see? So verse 10, we'll close there. In these, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. Praise God. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God. Whoever does not believe in the gospel is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. We will stop there. At least, you know, you will listen over again and see the build up to where we are coming to. You see that now that it is clarified that the practice of righteousness is faith in the gospel. Nor is he who does not love his brother. He's not of God. He's not a child of God. He's not born of God. So you see that there is something about the ignorance of the spirit in us that should be seen in us that should be obvious in our lives there is something there is something there is something there is something and i trust that um, the um the um contextual um, explanation of this chapter is very very clear to us and very very simple to understand um tomorrow we'll continue from there and we'll explain every other thing um that's got to do with the subject of focus and i believe that you've been blessed by this um, podcast today and you go over again listen all over look at the text all over it is not very simple to understand you see bible study is not hard to say bible study is not hard if we can stay with the context understand the context of this course you, you actually grab the content of emphasis it is not difficult it is no rocket science if you can actually read 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 very well intently intently we can actually understand because it is given to us to understand thank you for listening thank you for for following and i pray for you today that the light of truth will flood your hearts and minds that there will be so much illumination in you this day and that your love walk will remain strengthened in the name of the lord jesus it's me pastor chooks Pastor Lightweight Equipping Network for Weary. Keep following, keep listening, and God bless you.